This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, we are here at episode 74, ladies and gentlemen. I just got done texting back and forth feverishly. With Murray Albanese, the co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays, folks. She's got all kinds of intelligence for us. I'm trying to get her on the show soon, whenever she is ready. I told her it doesn't have to be ready for prime time. It could just be ready for the dust and gold standard, folks. And so um, she is working on... Uh, ongoing research into the Patriot Act and into the beginning of building the prison planet under the reign of Dick Cheney. I mean, George W. Bush. And so she just got done listening to episode 73 and saw that I had talked about unitary executive authority. And she said, there's so much you can expand on there. I said, I know, Maria. I have several hours of research into unitary executive authority. Last night, I spent another few hours after I recorded the show. And as I had anticipated and mentioned on the show, unitary executive authority was tested under the Trump administration several times, folks. Uh, It's a big, big, big piece of the puzzle. Now, I'm not going to get into that tonight because it's something that I really want to put uh, a couple of shows together that I think out, I bullet them out because I don't want to just start reading uh, from random articles. I need to really put that together into a timeline and be able to uh, explain that to you in detail as we sit here and unravel the web that is Peter Thiel, the people around him, and this idea of installing a technocratic king. And as we know, Curtis Yarvin has been trying to call for Donald Trump to play the part of the technocratic king, the monarch, in the 2024 elections. All right, so what I'm going to do, folks, I'll just address this right now. Uh, but again, I don't like to cover breaking news. Uh, but as you know, obviously, Musk takes over Twitter. He's fired top executives now. Coming out of this, we see that Jack Torsey, former CEO of Twitter, is launching 
a social media company called Blue Sky. Just so you guys know this, Blue Sky was actually funded by Twitter. Now, I'm not going to get into all the politics of this, the back and forth. Let's wait until the dust settles to talk about this and figure out how it fits into the bigger plan. Uh, My guess is it's really about getting a hold of data. I know that Musk is not looking to protect my freedom of speech, your freedom of speech. He is not about that at all, folks. We know that to be true. Uh, This may be the very beginning of testing out the idea of some sort of biometric data, the idea of creating some sort of uh, universal login or password. I just read briefly about Jack Dorsey's Blue Sky. There's some information out there that it's not going to be run on blockchain, but it's going to be run on a a federated uh, system and all this other stuff that then will allow you to have one login uh, and one password across all the various applications that come out of it. That's very much like the ideas behind the metaverse. I I just spent about an hour doing some research today. I don't want to get into that right now. It's stuff that I would have to spend a few hours to really understand the tech behind it and what they're doing. But this all is going to have to do with I don't know, providing a thumbprint, your ID, something like that to get into Twitter. And they're going to verify that people are humans in order to get rid of the bots. When I've explained to you before, they can get rid of the bots very easily if they wanted to. But the bots are just there, and the narrative is being set with the bots to end up forcing us into a tunnel in which we're going to have to give up some sort of biometrics to be able to utilize the Internet in the end. That's what's happening, folks. I mean, it's pretty obvious uh, with everything that has come out of Musk's mouth, all the new technologies being developed, you know, Web3, then Jack Dorsey said they're building their uh, blue sky on Web5. But uh, this is something that is important because it ties into what we're talking about right now. Eventually, I will get to all that. But again, let, let the dust settle and then I'll do my research and I'll come on here and we'll talk about it from the tech standpoint and how it advances uh, technocratic transhumanism. But this is an article. This is printed pretty much everywhere. I just pulled it up on economictimes.indiatimes.com, but it's in the Wall Street Journal and other places. I just wanted to show you this because it's important. This is something I've been looking at for a couple of weeks now. But as this article says right here, and I apologize, there's an ad that is running along the side. Those of you on the video side at pain.tv slash gold can see this, but it says, according to a detailed report in the Wall Street Journal, Twitter co-founder and former CEO Jack Dorsey whispered in Elon Musk's ear that the social media network should be a private company and his other billionaire friends pushed him to pursue the takeover offer that he eventually completed. It said, uh, others, according to Wall Street Journal, encouraged Musk's Twitter interest behind the scenes, particularly those who were dissatisfied with the content filtering judgments at the microblogging site. This group includes the so-called PayPal Mafia, former PayPal founders and executives such as Musk, Peter Thiel, Reid Hoffman, uh, Roloff Batha, Max Levchin. Along with them, others who agree with Musk's strong anti-censorship beliefs, which they say run opposed to Twitter's current management style, also supported the takeover. So 
I was doing some additional reading on this today, and it does appear that Peter Thiel, the former head, the Don of the PayPal Mafia, of which uh, Musk was part of, where he made his original fortune, all these new technocrats basically grew out of PayPal, which was the first iteration of uh, you know cyber digital currency, getting people to start adopt the idea of digital currency. So... Peter Thiel was behind the push. I found this widely reported, uh, advising Musk on the takeover of Twitter. And so now you see it looks like Jack Dorsey has this competitor, Blue Sky, that's going to come out. But again, Twitter founded it. And at the same time, Jack Dorsey was pushing Musk to take over Twitter. So it's an entangled web of technocrats, folks. But there you go. You got Peter Thiel behind this. And we're going to talk more about Thiel and Curtis Yarvin tonight. I'm going to try to wrap up on Yarvin for you. But I do do need to bring some additional Peter Thiel evidence to the table, folks. And as you know, we covered Thiel in multiple episodes. And then the last few episodes, we brought him back into the mix. And that is because during my research here, a lot of stuff that I do, that I take notes on, that I'm not doing shows on yet, Peter Thiel is coming up everywhere, folks. Everywhere. He is super important. I'd love to know who is behind Peter Thiel. If anybody can answer that question, I'd love to bring you on the show. But let me just just show you this. This is an article from April 2015 on Medium.com. And the title is, Peter Thiel says America is a technocracy, not a democracy. And then it shows this graph that proves his point. And this is historical ratio of local to federal U.S. government spending versus voter turnout negative spending means local spent more than federal and so there's this chart here you can look at it google this uh, article if you want to see it for yourself but the point here is that Thiel has come out and actually said this going back to at least 2015 he has said america is a technocracy not a democracy and again he uses his forked tongue to sometimes pretend that he is against the idea of Silicon Valley running the country, but then he is actually part of investing in all these companies that run the country under a technocracy. You see, he's like Elon Musk talking about AI. AI is very dangerous. It's going to destroy humanity. So what am I going to do? I'm going to invest in everything AI and putting brain chips inside people's heads. By the way, somebody sent me a video of David Icke doing a seven-minute routine a couple of weeks ago on Elon Musk. Now, I don't know... If that was the original published date, somebody let me know who's a fan of David Icke. But if David Icke is just now talking about these things, uh, I wonder if he's been listening to the show because we dissected Neuralink and Elon Musk, I don't know, what was that, a month and a half ago? And now Ike does a seven-minute summary, which is basically taking everything from this show. I actually heard him using... Uh, some of the bumper sticker slogan language that I've come up with. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's good if it's out there. Somebody recommended I get David Icke on the show. The only, the only reason I get nervous about that is because Ike is like the Alex Jones of the UK. And I, I just don't know if it ends up tarnishing this show. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, 
basically look i used to manage comedians okay so i used to manage artist brands so i know how important brands are and because i am trying to be a hundred percent transparent with everything i'm doing uh who i am my background i just don't want to end up tarnishing my brand by bringing someone on that's going to end up being able to allow others to discredit me or discredit the show or discredit the work that we're doing or discredit the audience here. So I'm very protective on how, um, on how I'm going to deal with that. But I don't know. Send me your opinions at any of the links, the contact links in the description of this episode, and let me know your thoughts on David Icke. I, I, I know who he is. I've watch some of his stuff over the last 10 years i don't follow him religiously so just let me know your thoughts Uh, i mean i'm open to it if you guys think it's okay all right it says right here in this medium article paypal billionaire and republican party unicorn peter thiel took the stage in washington dc remember this is back in 2015 to argue that america is not a democracy quote calling our society a democracy is very misleading end quote said thiel at george mason university quote we're not a republic we're not a constitutional republic we live in a state that's dominated by these technocratic agencies end quote okay so back in 2015 he made an admission right he said we are not a republic we are not a constitutional republic we live in a state that's dominated by these technocratic agencies well of course peter you've been helping build it You've been helping build it, and you continue to. It just seems like right now the push is going to be to fully concentrate power under the technocracy. And I think the goal is to remove the illusion uh, of the republic. And we're close to that, folks. I mean, how many people even know what a constitutional republic is? How many people do you hear talking about it anymore? Uh, When the conservatives talk about making changes, do they talk about restoring the republic anymore? So the idea, I think, is going to be to remove the illusion of the republic and allow the transparency of the technocratic regime. I think that is where we are headed. It says right here, in Thiel's view, the massive hodgepodge of federal agencies, unelected judicial appointments, and miscellaneous public employees have stolen governing authority away from citizens and their representatives. In other words, a technocratic elite or career bureaucrats and appointed experts run the country. And you guys are well aware of this. You understand this because we spent time in the last several episodes talking about the history of the technocracy going back to 1990, uh, 1919, uh, understanding the sort of the different factions, different elements. But you have a solid understanding of what the technocracy is. And so in 2015, Thiel is actually admitting this, right? He's admitting this. Now, is he warning people? Is he saying we need to overthrow the technocracy and restore the republic? Is he saying I'm going to stop investing in these companies? I made a mistake. I didn't realize what I was doing. 
is he saying this no this is not what he is saying folks and it's definitely not what he's saying through his actions which are building up the technocracy and investing in people like curtis yarvin that are calling for the overthrow of the constitutional republic by a dictatorial technocratic monarch a king folks a techno king ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back think about that a techno king i'll be right back right after this break right here on pain.tv slash gold my name is dustin gold and this is the dustin gold standard you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv slash gold, and I am Dustin Gold. The rise of the techno king, ladies and gentlemen. Techno fascism. Coming to your front door, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. We spent like 70 episodes going through the transhumanists, going through technocracy, all of these Frankenstein doctors, these mad scientists, these uh, crazy lunatics who want to upload their consciousness to the cloud and download it into biological babies grown in synthetic wombs or non-biological nanobot Iron Man suits. I mean, come on, folks. And now this is what is happening on the political front right in front of us as they try to push themselves fully into power. Let's just continue with this because it's important for you to understand that in 2015, Peter Thiel came right out and said this. We are not a republic. We are not a constitutional republic. We are a technocracy. He's also told you that transhumanism and Christianity are similar because they both offer eternal life, right? I mean, these are the things he said. He has said that singularity, the merger of man and machine, the point in which artificial intelligence becomes smarter than humans, forcing humans to have to merge with machine, will either bring a boom of investment opportunities or a boom that will destroy the world. He says this stuff, not warning, folks, just like Musk. He's not warning. He is telling you. He is dictating to you how it is and what they are doing. It goes on to say that's not entirely off the mark. In the 1880s, nearly every American voted in presidential elections, and many were involved in everyday civic affairs. But as American historian Mark Lawrence Cornblah Explained in the wonderfully informative book, Why America Stopped Voting, civic participation trailed off as federal agencies crowded out local representatives. Folks, and this is, I mean, how long have conservatives, traditional conservatives, been saying this? And now they don't anymore because that movement is dead, because it's been replaced by the new right, a circus full of uh, nipple tassel gays and trannies on skateboards. I mean, that that's what it's been replaced with. That is the new right. Conservatism is gone. And so they were saying for a long time that charity ended. Uh, civic um, 
civic charity uh, ended, volunteerism ended, because the federal government got involved and took over everything down to the last little uh, food closet, the last soup kitchen run by churches. It goes on to say the nation got bigger, trade increased between states, and in order to manage the chaos, the federal government stepped in. At the same time, the one-party and often corrupt local political machine that handled much of the governing was replaced by big agencies, right? Even more corruption, even more corruption. It goes on to say, quote, the needs of this burgeoning republic were growing too technical for political hacks to handle them and too diverse for grassroots democracy to meet them all, end quote, summarized historian Mark Summers. And you don't think that this was not done intentionally? to destroy local government and to replace it with centralized federal government and what does peter feels little boy curtis yarvin call for folks ending local and state governments altogether concentrating the local police under a centralized federal dictator So what these people complain about is exactly what they are part of creating. It goes on to say, so voting tanked, dropping from 80% turnout to 50% in only a few presidential cycles. Around the same time, state and federal spending started to overtake local spending as the growing ranks of technocrats took power from the Treasury to education. 100%, folks. State and federal spending started to overtake local. And then the federal government used the federal highway funds to bribe the states. So they would take tax dollars from the states and then say, we'll give it back to you if you do X, Y, and Z. So we will give you $1 billion a year, $2 billion a year, whatever it may be for the federal highway funds if you enact Common Core in the schools. And if you don't do that, you won't get the federal highway funds. And then what they would do coming out of the national parties is if a particular person, let's say it was me, was running for governor, I don't know, right here in Maryland, and I was saying, we're going to tell the federal government, screw you, we don't want the federal highway funds, we're not enacting Common Core, they would run a campaign saying, I wasn't looking out for my constituents because I wouldn't take the $2 billion from the federal government. And this is the same way it works with our individual personal taxes, folks. They take your money at gunpoint. All right. You go out there and you work. Your money are food coupons. They are credits that you get based on the labor, you know, or the product or service that you sell. And so they take a percentage of that at gunpoint. And then they tell you if you do X, Y, and Z, they will give you your money back in the form of credits and such. This is how you socially engineer a society at gunpoint. Goes on to say, so, is America still a, quote, democracy? Question mark. End quote. Depends on how you define the term. Technically speaking, there is only one democracy on earth, Switzerland, where nearly every major law is put up for a direct vote and local communities control most government resources. In practice, Thiel may have a point. Experts do have more power day-to-day than citizens or their representatives, but with 300 million people and a trillion-dollar budget, it's hard to understand how it could be different, right? And this is the point that I have made 
time and time again when we talk about restoring America or restoring the republic. The issue is that restoring what America? That's the question. Restoring what America? And I know this is confusing now because I don't have a solution to all of this, folks. But uh, restoring what America? When we were founded, we were 13 colonies. Uh, We had two and a half million people, only 500,000 actually voted. Uh, They were really the the land-owning men, white men. Um, And so now we are, you know, 2,000 or 3,000 miles wide. We have 700, what, 900 military bases worldwide, 370 million people of territories all over the place. We're basically a giant empire. So what are we restoring? When are we making America great again? What are we bringing it back to? And so what you're going to see now being pushed out of the technocrats, out of the theolites, the theolists, are that they want to tear down the entire system. They don't want to restore a republic. They don't want to turn power back to the localities. They want to concentrate it under their techno king. All right? So this is important to understand because Thiel is making the case, yet it was his type of people that actually created the problems. Problem, reaction, solution. And and what I see shaping up, folks, it's not like I've read this anywhere. This is just coming out of my mind. But I see a scenario in which you have this one giant problem that the government is corrupt. It can't be managed. It's too big. We're not a democracy, we're not a republic, we're not a constitutional republic, we're run by the technocracy. And the solution they're going to offer is more technocracy. There's going to be some sort of uh, scam that goes on, some scheme, maybe they're going to tell you there's going to be an iPhone app that you're going to be able to vote on things, and don't worry, the good scientists and engineers and technologists and businessmen are going to manage this, and we're going to get this country back on track, we're going to put the power into the hands of the people, and you're going to be able to do that by voting through an app, folks. When if these people were serious, and feel was really anti-globalist, and was a nationalist, then he would be returning back to our founding and he would be advocating for breaking the country back up and returning power to local governments. All right, now, what I want to do quickly here, for those of you who are just starting to tune in to the Dust and Gold Standard, and the show's been growing and I see more and more people are now listening, Uh, And I know many people, I I believe, based on the numbers, are going back trying to catch up and listen to all the podcasts and stuff. So if you haven't listened to the Peter Thiel series, I believe they're all labeled. So you should be able to look through episodes 1 through 74 and find the Peter Thiel episodes. And then we've been covering him again the last few episodes. But I'm just going to remind everyone of who Peter Thiel is And there's a reason for this. It's because obviously we're talking about what he's doing inside of the political arena right now and how he has, uh, and I believe is responsible for completely destroying and dismantling any last vestiges of a conservative movement in this country um, and helping with the rise of the dark enlightenment and the new right, which is anything but 
uh, anything on the right. So let me just weave in a little bit here to paint this picture of Peter Thiel because I have more stuff that I've dug up since we did those shows. Just so you know, when he calls himself a conservative or a libertarian, he is not. We made that case here. I think we've proven it. Conservatism could be broken into social conservatism and fiscal conservatism. Peter Thiel is a transhumanist. He funds singularity, the merger of man and machine. So you cannot be a socially conservative person if you are about the engineering of humanity out of existence. So cross off social conservative and then fiscal conservative. He is a major government contractor. All of his companies pretty much uh, take money from the United States government or partnered with the government. Therefore, he is not about a small government. Therefore, he is not a fiscal conservative. And as far as being a libertarian about freedom and liberty, okay, this guy is embedded in the military industrial complex. His companies are... Uh, embedded inside of the IRS to chase people down and destroy them. You know, the, the traditional libertarians wanted to end the IRS. So he cannot be a libertarian. So what is Peter Thiel, folks? He is a technocrat. He is a transhumanist. He is an oligarch. He is a government contractor. He is a partner of the government. He is now a political power broker. He is an investor. Uh, He is a government welfare queen. All right. So that's who Peter Thiel is, folks. Uh, And he's got a husband. I don't know. We'll just throw that in there because he wants it to be known. And so that's who Peter Thiel is. So he's not a conservative. He's not a libertarian in any way whatsoever. He is a technocratic transhumanist. When I get back, I'm going to spend a few minutes just laying this out for you. I'm just not going to go into depth like we've done in the past. I'm just going to give you a few major companies he's involved in so you understand if you just tuned into the show who he is before we get back to finishing up this curtis yarvin piece a gentleman that peter thiel has funded and who he listens to the man who is coming up with the actual working plan for overthrowing the constitutional republic and installing a techno king ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 